how you use your podcast. It's a great entry point. It can be part of your funnel. It can be a lead magnet. It's something you can really grow with. It can grow with your business. It's part of your business plan. It's part of your marketing. It's part of your voice. It's part of your image. It's part of your brand. It's, it's all of these things. And it gives you a really unique opportunity to speak directly to who you want to talk to. It's a really unique tool that I feel is endlessly opportune. It's no secret that the coronavirus is affecting all of us as individuals, but the effect it's having on business, especially small business, is unprecedented. We need a game plan, and fast. If we're going to survive this, we need resources and we need each other. We can't do it alone. I'm Jesse Torres, and this is Hack My Business. With my background in economic and workforce development, disaster preparedness, and general business strategy, I know I can help you navigate this scary time in your business and beyond. It's all about resiliency. I'll have the most current solutions and best practices available so we can ensure your business not only survives this crisis, but thrives once we start moving forward again. Co-hosting with me will be my colleague, Sid Varakura, principal of 10-Page Memo. We'll have invited experts to help us navigate through the current noisy landscape of resources and programs that are being made available today and who will be able to prepare us for tomorrow. Let's do this together. I'm Jesse Torres, and this is Hack My Business. Hi, and welcome to Hack My Business. This is Jesse Torres, host of Hack My Business, and I'm here with my co-host, Sid Rockera. Today, we're going to be talking about podcasting, uh, both as a essential business tool and a great recreational uh, item to be using right now, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic. And we're delighted in that Sid and I are going to be including Christina Barcy, our producer for Hack My Business, as part of today's conversation. And I, I can't tell all of you enough about just how important and vital Christina has been to the development of Hack My Business and really uh, has coached me, and I think Sid too, as far as all things podcasting. How to do it right, how do you craft a story, uh, what do you need to know about podcasting in order to be effective. And so I'm excited to bring her in and really talk about you know how podcasting can be useful for entrepreneurs, how she thinks of it as a storytelling tool and really how we should be thinking about podcasting as a medium for both connecting with clients and, and stakeholders and the community and the world at large. So let's go ahead and bring both her and Sid into today's conversation. Sid, how you doing? Christina, how you doing? Hey, Jesse. I'm doing well. Hey, Christina. Hey, Sid and Jesse. Thanks for having me on. It's funny to be wearing both hats at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be so great to just have you as part of our conversation instead of uh, coaching us from behind the scenes about how we can make our conversation even better. So, but it's great to have you on with us and just talking about a really what I think is a really important topic, especially since so many people are now really diving into podcasting for the first time uh, mm -hmm. during the pandemic and really just thinking about how they can leverage it as a tool for connecting with others. And I know that you've been doing this work for a really long time. I have a lot of thoughts that you can share and insights to share with our with our audience. And essentially, I think this is very timely because, you know, yesterday was International Podcasting Day, for those that didn't know, which is just a, a worldwide celebration of all things podcasting. And so I, I really just want to dive right into it because there's just so much we can talk about in this space. Well, yeah, let's get started. Thanks for that introduction. And I agree, podcasting has become such a tool for so many of us, particularly in this moment in time. Definitely. And so maybe uh, maybe we can just start with your own story about how you got started in the uh, in the industry, maybe what kind of clients you work with, and just uh, anything key you want to share as far as the podcasting world. Wow, yeah. Okay, so I got started 
in 2013, technically, I started writing a script in 2012, and then we, we launched that in 2013. It was a sci-fi noir story called Dimension that we were doing. And honestly, at the time, I didn't really know what a podcast was. I didn't know there were podcast apps. Um, there weren't many at the time. There was, I think, just maybe Apple back then, and maybe one or two others. And I just wanted to tell a story that, that I was going to do it anyway that would make that possible. And it happened to be a podcast, which was fun for so many reasons. One, I had to kind of reimagine what an audio script might look like or sound like, I should say. And that, well, that was a fun writing exercise to figure out how to tell a story so narratively. And if you listen, if anyone listens to it, you'll see where there's some, you know, how I stumbled through that because it, it's definitely not perfect. But that got me in the game. And fast forward a couple years past that, and uh, we ended up producing a documentary called Is Anyone Listening? A Podcast Story. Because I wanted to highlight the experience I had, number one, because I loved it so much. And I wanted to share what podcasting was. And people just didn't know yet. It was a different time, even though 2016 doesn't sound that long ago. A lot has changed. So much has changed, actually, in the space business-wise and just how we are digesting it. Technology, all of these things have changed, which makes it more just sort of available and on everyone's radar. So at the end of that film festival circuit, I decided I was skilled enough to learn more about production, and that's where I started a business. So business started around um, end of 2017, early 2018, and that's when I launched my company. That's amazing. Well, I just want to just add in that how you and I met and why, you know, I found your work just so, so interesting. So you and I met at a conference that I helped put on for a client, Pasadena City College. And I always remember my first image of you was crouching underneath a, a, a speaker, one of our panelists to <laughs> capture their their thoughts on, on tape. And it really kind of just blew my mind because I was thinking, oh my gosh, like you can do that. You know, you can capture people's experiences and, you know, in the moments like, like at a conference and then craft the story from there. And so it really intrigued me the idea of, of that and, and realizing like, oh, this is a production, like this is this is a show, this is a story that is crafted, involves some real technique and, and skill. And I was like, I got to meet Christine, I got to talk to her about how I can apply this tool for my business. And what's also really interesting for those who don't know is that Sid is actually the first person to introduce me to podcasting in general, the first podcast I was ever on was because of him. He connected me to a, a person he works with and we'd spent some time talking about cybersecurity and that was my first podcast experience. And he actually, when I first reached out to him about the idea of collaborating on a podcast, he already had a podcast program around something more recreational. And Sid, I don't know if you want to talk about that and maybe a little bit about your own experience with podcasting. Yeah, no, sure. Thanks, Jesse. My recreational podcast is What's Smoking? It's basically a... Uh, for in cigar enthusiasts and and really it's just a me and a group of my friends who all enjoy a cigar and different beverages to go along with the cigar and we really just spend the 45 minutes or so making fun of one another and also pairing the cigar to whatever we are drinking at the moment and the the entire show lasts as long as that one cigar so the idea is that we hope that others who enjoy cigars 
join us for a smoke so that they're enjoying it with us. And, and we invite people to share with us their experience with their cigars, why they got into cigar smoking, what they enjoy about it. So, so that, that would spin my, um, my creative outlet, if you will, and I enjoy it very much. And I actually had a question for Christina, since you talk about how podcasting has really become something more prevalent in, in all of our kind of like news and kind of recreational experiences. And when we look at podcasts today, ones that are getting off the ground, what do you think kind of helps them st- one stand out? Mm-hmm. from all the other podcasts that are out there? Well, the the quick answer is to niche down. Being extremely niche and knowing exactly who that audience is that's going to connect with you. I actually love what you said about your recreational podcast, Sid, because that has a lot of that going for it. It's super niche, even though it may not be like a business podcast, like we're going to, like we have here or, you know, people justify what's valid so many different ways, but entertainment is extremely valid, especially right now. I think people are looking for ways to have something like what you created where it's relaxing. They can connect with you. They feel like there's other people doing things like they're doing and you have common interests and you're attainable. Like there's an engagement there and there's a hook. I like your hook in that the podcast doesn't last any longer than the cigar that's or each episode. So that's pretty cool. So it it really comes down to knowing why you want to do your podcast. And if entertainment is the answer, great. But you still found a way to really make that niche because what a broad topic is entertainment, right? That could be so many things. And you really honed in on what it was that you liked and your friends like, and you just really, well, if we like it, there's going to be other people out there that probably do as well. And that goes for any topic, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, whatever you want to point at, whatever you're trying to do with your podcast, as long as you have those things in place, then there's an easier way to stand out. Cause the point is to really just find your audience. You're not trying to appeal to everyone in the world unless you're Joe Rogan who has, you know, a million dollar deal at Spotify. But no <laughs> um, even he does not appeal to everyone because that's not a podcast I'm going to listen to. So, you know, I hope that answers your question. It really comes down to just being really specific. Christina, why do you think podcasts are ticking off right now? You know, I, I always think about, I remember taking a, a class at UCLA on, on communications and we talked about Neil Postman and where he says, you know, the medium is the message. And why do you think, what does this say about us and our society right now where podcasting is really, it seems like there's a new podcast show emerging every day mm-hmm. or every every minute, you know, sometimes. But why do you think it's resonating so much with, you know, American society? What does it say about us? I, I love your perspective on that. Yeah. And I think, well, the emerging of podcasts is coming from those of us who want to get on the mic, right? So it's not necessarily a demand from the community wanting to get more content per se. It it seems to me, especially someone in production, it feels like what I'm observing, what you just observed is that people are wanting to start to podcast. They're wanting to use their voice. They're wanting to say something. And oftentimes that comes from when we're in situations where we don't feel like we're controlling our circumstances. Then we lean into areas where we can find space to control something in our lives or to express something. And that happens often in art, right? That's when we start to see a lot of art. When you know we're going through difficult times, you sort of see a renaissance in those other areas. And I think podcasting is, a, is an artistic medium as well. It's a, it's a medium. So people are looking for ways to 
uh, to do that. That's my first thought. Secondly, I think a lot of people were left with more time on their hands that they've ever had. And they're, again, looking for ways to use that time that feels like they're doing something, saying something, being productive in some way or helping someone else, whether that be just by entertaining them or, you know, having that engagement and finding ways to relate. Relatability, that's the other beautiful thing about podcasting is you can connect, you can relate, you can find a tribe, you know, your people, the 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 ones you're going to relate to, especially if you are being niche, it brings people together. And, and truly, like, I really do think it's power in voice, us wanting to speak, and having a way to do it very easily. And on an open channel, especially with all of the noise that's happening with the channels that we don't get to control that are being fed to us. So this is a really great way to, to utilize our freedom of speech, number one. And then, you know, find ways to connect with each other too. And as a listener, we have more time maybe. So people are listening differently than they were before, where before it was, you know, on the ride to work. And uh, that was the main one in the car. That was always at the top of the the way people listen statistically. And then uh, multitasking, doing things around the house. So people aren't necessarily following a specific trend anymore, but you're seeing, you know, different spikes, but they're pretty consistent. Christina, what are your favorite podcasts at the moment, including Hack My Business, I'm sure? Of course. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I listen to, I, I spend a lot of my, my ear time, the sound space I have, because, you know, you need, you can only do that one thing. You can't listen to two things at once, for example. So I, I spend a lot of time listening to my own shows that I produce. So those end up being on my list of favorites. You guys are one of my favorites because I am... I'm a business and the things we talk about here translate into my life and actually are useful to me in addition to uh, me being a part of the project. And then I have another client creating confidence with Heather Monahan. It's another business podcast, but it's motivational and she has really great guests and I learn a lot from her, especially being a female entrepreneur. So it, those are on my list of favorites right now. There's another one I like. The host is Amy Porterfield. I'm listening to her a lot right now. And it's about online marketing. It's called Online Marketing Made Easy. I really like her podcast. And another one I work on, which is the only one in the room. I talk about them a lot just in conversation with friends because they have a lot of content that's very timely and very relatable. And the storytelling that we create there is is really well executed. She asks great questions. She's also a writer. So when we collaborate that way, it's a really rewarding experience. And then also just the the guests she got are, are, she's amazing. She has a really great knack for getting amazing guests and telling stories that I've never heard before. So I mean, I know most of those are ones I work on, <laughs> but <laughs> my interests, I, you know, the beauty of having a business is you get to choose who you work with. And I love my clients. I really do. And I love what they're producing and creating. And if I don't feel good about a person's or a client's content, I have a hard time creating for them and with them. So it kind of makes sense that those are some of my favorites because I like the the people and the content that I work with. You know, I wanted to circle back. Well, one, I think that's that's totally true. And, and you know, I know it's really difficult for me to work with any client or any, on any project if I personally don't find 
value in it and if it doesn't resonate with my principles. <laughs> but I want to go back to something you mentioned about the idea of tribes and Sid would love your your perspective on this as well because the three of us, we put so much effort and time into thinking about the audience and who we're trying to reach and why. And I know that at the beginning of every season, you're always asking me, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do with this? Who are you trying to reach? Uh, you know, what kind of content do you think would lend well towards that or the strategy around it? And I think it's really important for folks to really understand that there's a lot of work that goes into it. I mean, Sid and I, and Sid, I don't know if you agree, but I really feel like what we're trying to do with Hack My Business is, you know, connect with an audience that cares about the subject matter but it's also, you know, for the most part, kind of ignored. You know, they're not, it's hard for them to find content that speaks to them. And I'm thinking of the the small business owner, not the fast growth entrepreneur for the most part, but really those who either have, say, a brick and mortar business or an independent contractor, or they're still, I would say, in that kind of very small kind of revenue size or employee size base who really don't have a great place to go to for good information. I said maybe your opinion first around that, but don't you feel like we're trying to create a tribe for ourselves through our show? No, I 100% agree with you. Um, I think that's really important for us because I think it's not just us bringing in guests to talk about specific issues that are that we're all dealing with as, as small business owners, but I, I frankly love when we get feedback from listeners and anybody who's kind of joining us for a conversation because like I'm I'm looking for you know their story as well right so for me it's like it's it's I I'm I'm not only just looking to create a tribe but I want to be a part of the tribe too definitely and on just to follow along that line said you know it's connection i think overall like what we're doing here with a podcast anytime you're communicating is you're trying to connect and that includes those making the the initiation, which would be us, right? Making that reach out, that connection. But the point is, is you want to feel that connection too. If you don't, it doesn't make sense. It's not a true connection then if you're not feeling it as well. So I think that is extremely important. And this is what makes this such a great medium to reach niche audiences like you described, Jesse, is because you're offering, you know, like you said, solutions and specific information to a group that you feel that there is a, a lack and a need. And you're doing it through ways that is authentic and relatable and very engaging. And it's a deep dive into the type of help you can give the information that's specific to them and to this time that we're experiencing right now. There's tons of resources you have offered and that and tools you've created and you're you're doing so much to give back to this space that this podcast offers a, a place for you to teach people how to use those tools and how to get that information and that you are a resource for them. And that type of guidance and problem solving is what makes people feel connected and feel like they're safe and feel like they're in a space that they can have an authentic connection. And I feel like that's important in general for human beings, but particularly right now, we're understanding those human qualities in ourselves even more. It's becoming even stronger and more necessary, which is why I think this medium is, is another reason why this medium is working so well for, for 2020 particularly. So Christina, what, what should people know about storytelling? You know, for those of the folks out there who haven't done it before, have never been on a podcast or, or think about starting a podcast and or storytelling is such an important part of it, what should they know about storytelling? How can they become a storyteller? 
Yeah, I think we're all storytellers. We all have conversations with our friends. We all have things that happen to us that we're like, well, that was weird or that was funny or or what do you think about this? Is this strange or is this interesting? And we and we kind of we do that every day with our you know, our partners or our family members or our friends and we all we all do it. So again, it's it's a medium to relate and connect and feel, you know, like we can bounce off you know, our experiences with someone. And again, that just is that same thing. It's the same thread. It's connection, it's relatability, it's engagement. And we want to storytell in ways that feels authentic and connected. So the the way we do it here in this space is, you know, you want to create format. We have, like you said, Jesse, we spend a lot of time on the front end before we get going with anything in designing, you know, who we want to connect with, what are the goals, what what do we want to get out of this experience, and how are we going to curate the story? You know, what is the story we want to tell? And it all starts with what's the mission? What is my personal sort of where do I stand? And originally, like, what is my mission statement? What is the thing I need to say? And your story starts there. And from that point, you're kind of, that's your like overall umbrella jumping off point, right? And then you find out ways to tell the the intricacies of that story. So from there, you bring on guests, let's say in our, in our case, we have guests and it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. So we're trying to create action tools, solutions, things like that. So how do you tell that story? You want to still get to know the human being you're bringing on, which is your guest. You still want to talk about where, what life is like for you in this moment and connect the two things so that we are being conscious and timely and tapped in and then building an arc from there. So very typical story arc is, you know, where did you come from? What did you learn? How did you, you know, where were the issues and then how did you solve them in transition? That's a very common arc that you can accomplish in 20 to 45 minutes depending on how you create your questions. So knowing that that's what you want to achieve, then you tailor very specific questions in relation to the guests and the topic that you're speaking to and about and go from there. And then allows, you know, obviously space for a natural conversation to happen as well. So that that's kind of the system that, that I go through with everyone and we build it from there. So it's kind of stages of answering all these questions so that you can get to a point where there is, a very clear arc and storyline that a listener can digest and understand and still walk away with tools and calls to action or feelings of something, whatever that feeling is, you want to inspire them, you want to motivate them, you want to make them laugh, you know, there's still an arc that needs to sort of happen for that to be accomplished. And I, I think that's really important for people to understand. I mean, just even hearing you detail out what's involved with that storytelling process really it, it hopefully indicates to everybody that there's a lot of work that goes into it. It's not like you just <laughs> do the show. I mean, you could just jump on uh, and start recording yourself talking about something, but the best podcasts that I've heard really have a craft to it, you know, have a, a structure to the story, to the episode. They, they walk you through something and you're going on this joint experience together and all that's a lot of work. And it reminds me of how, um, I've been on radio shows a few different times, you know, providing information. I remember thinking like, why is this so different? Why is this so different? And like, I've been on radio, I've, I've spoken and been broadcasting audience before, but this feels a lot harder. Um, <laughs> or even the fact that, you know, kind of to your point, 
I can't do other things while listening to a podcast. I mean, it, I, I can, like, if it's something that, that doesn't involve a lot of, like, mental energy, like watering my lawn or going for a run. But mm -hmm. it's not like radio where I can actually do, say, like, work and listen to the radio and listen to somebody talk about news. And I was thinking, no, it's because there's a story here and I need to be attentive to the story. And if I'm not, I'm going to miss it. I'll have to re-listen to it again, which is another hour of my time. Mm -hmm. And so I find that really really fascinating but you know, i think my, my question is really okay i mean it's great to, to understand that this is a storytelling process that that involves this kind of craft for our business owners you know our, our core listeners who are trying to figure out well how do i use it you know how do i use this medium in it and what is what is it really meant to be is it a sales thing is it a branding thing? Is it a marketing thing? And I know that you and I, Christina, have talked about this and where I actually changed. Now, I remember our first conversation around the development of Hack My Business where I, I said, you know what, I think this is going to bring me 20 new clients. I want to I want to <laughs> be laser focused on that. And then down the line, I, I remember having a conversation saying, you know, I don't think it's about that anymore. I think it's more about branding. I think it's about me getting out of my comfort zone and doing something uncomfortable and embracing my own brand, my own image and, and using it for that. And it's, it's like, I don't think I'm going to get the sales that I think I was going to get or really now I don't think that's the point of it. And so we just would love your, your perspective on it and Sid definitely, you know, chime in, man, because I know you have your own thoughts about the use of the show and, and recommendations for, for entrepreneurs who are thinking about the same thing. Yeah. So first I want to comment on on that progression because it is it is interesting to see the process because you're in a creative process and that is something i, I want to point out as well you are you and said are engaging in a creative process with me to create this for your listeners and for yourselves and that is something that people often don't realize at the beginning is that you're about to go through a creative process, which is very much like an, a life process. Anything in life that you are doing for the first time has these cycles in them built in. And you just described, you know, the, the part of the cycle you're in and where you started. And because I've done this uh, with many people and as an artist, you're probably going to change that focus again, that this is going to evolve once more. And I expect that your intentions might change again. So right now it makes sense that you want to lean into where you are in, in your company and wanting to get comfortable with your branding and as a speaker and in this space and developing your voice, that's the stage we're in right now. So that makes a lot of sense to me when you say that. Once you get really comfy in that, you your intention might change again and you may start using the podcast uh, differently. And you may have different engagement from your listeners. As your listenership grows, they might tell you, what they want to hear more of from you. And so then you start to tailor how you use the podcast differently based on your engagement. So right now at the beginning, like anything, creating a marketing plan ends up being, we're kind of stabbing in the dark a little bit based on what we know about our space and ourselves and who we think our listeners might be and what we think our, we would like our goals to be. And then you've already had one shift within that process. So it'll continue to shift is my point. And, and that being said, you can use the podcast for all of the things you listed in your question, you know, marketing, branding, teaching your 
teaching the world, teaching your eventual clients who you are, what you care about, and what types of work you'd like to do and how you like to work, what the process looks like. You can even teach them how to buy from you. You can teach them where to go. You can show them how to use the tools you've created. So it's a platform that can be utilized in a lot of ways. And right now it feels like we're at a point where we're, we're just showing them that we're here that we're here for them, we're reliable, we're trustworthy, and we know how to do what we do best really well, and that we're we're here when you're ready, and we want to hear from you as a listener, and when you're ready to engage with us, we want to know what you want more of, and that's kind of the, the part we're in right now in terms of the process, and again, uh, how you use your podcast, it's a great entry point, it can be part of your funnel, it can be a lead magnet. It's something you can really grow with. It can grow with your business. It's part of your business plan. It's part of your marketing. It's part of your voice. It's part of your image. It's part of your brand. It's it's all of these things. And it gives you a really unique opportunity to speak directly to who you want to talk to. And it's almost like having your own conference every week where you get to talk to your specific audience about what you think is important and and you've got the stage. And I mean, what a unique opportunity. We didn't have something like this before at your fingertips. And from there, it's just, you know, growing that engagement. But it's a really unique tool that I feel is endlessly opportune. Christina, I I feel like you've just provided great technical assistance to anybody who has engineered, put together a podcast on the transitions, right, that you need to have the podcast grow with you. Have you experienced or seen or, or listened to podcasts that you think, boy, that that story arc has ended, and there's a point in time when you just need to either not if you don't if you don't pivot, you should just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. And I've had had my very first client went through that. You know, they they got people lose steam. There's actually a term for it now. It's called pod fading. And it means you are losing steam. You're fading out and you've lost track of why you're doing this and you're, you don't feel relevant anymore to yourself. And it's just this thing where that just happens. It's again, it's part of the creative process, which is why I talked so much at the front end of the last question about the cycle and the process and the for, and you know, where you'll grow, the growing part is key. So you're right, Sid, you have to pivot at some point and, and be observant of what it is that you are doing. And if it doesn't work anymore, then it's time to either change it or close the show. Even when I was doing my first podcast, I made it a point to end it after two seasons because I didn't want the story to just go on and on like for, cause I enjoyed it so much, but that it's not just for me. Everyone else has to be engaged and enjoy it too. And so I, I made sure I wrote the ending by a certain date and that was important to me. I feel like the term don't jump the shark kind of also <laughs> applies to podcasts and not just uh, television medium. And I don't and, know what that means. Can you tell me and the listeners what? I've never oh heard that. Oh my goodness. You're too young. You're too <laughs> young. That's why. So well, that's you, nice you to just, hear. She just like, <laughs> she did, my, my heart just like sank into my stomach, no. actually. Oh, man. Here, oh, we, go. Well, it's a, I, here we go. Yeah. Well, you have to tell me what it is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's my a, goodness. Uh, Oh my God, Jesse! Wow. So <laughs> it's a uh, it's 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 from an episode of Happy Days. Do you know Happy was, Days? Oh Happy yes, Days? of course. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And yes. and uh, Henry Winkler, who played Fonzie, they were all like some for some reason the whole gang, and I think in 
just all went to Hawaii and <laughs> Fonzie, you know, literally was on skis with his leather jacket and his t-shirt and like from a bet or something, a challenge, jumped a shark. And it, it was just, it was so bizarre, but like the show just fell off the rails after that episode. And it's now become this thing oh. about... You know, never jump the shark. When you jump the shark, like you really have completely come to the end of any creativity that you may mm -hmm. have. Like the arc of whatever story you were telling is mm -hmm. clearly come to a conclusion. I mean, would you say that's the right way to describe it, Jesse? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's some value to be said about the uh, the side series of Johnny and Chachi. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, but I think you're you're absolutely right as far as the. But lexicon. that's a pivot. It that's is a, a pivot. That's a pivot. Yeah. And that's that's permissible, right? So it's it's like when do you change it? Correct. It's all about innovation. And man. And, 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 yeah. and not and not waiting until you jump the shark, which is right. like you like have, stop when you're ahead, right? Stop when you're ahead, right? right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I have to say that pod uh fading is the is the saddest term I've ever heard in my life. Right? You know, I'd rather crash it. I'm more I, I'm more about the glow out go in a blaze of glory, you know, like <laughs> Let me and Sid say something so radical that people will just get upset that we had to shut it down versus slowly <laughs> fading away into the to the netherworld of podcast wasteland. Seriously, is brutal yes. way of thinking about it. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's it's sad, and it's I do a lot of my when I'm speaking. You know, I talk a lot about the motivational part and like really understanding your why. Your why is so important because if you lose track of why you're doing a thing, then the pod fading will happen. And it may happen sooner than later. And it, there's, this, I think the statistic is that 50% of podcasts don't make it past the first episode. It's either the first or the or the first 10, I forget. But it's most people don't create more than maybe five to 10 episodes and then they lose track of like, because it's hard. Like you said, there's a lot of work. And if you want to yield specific expectations and results and goals, then it is a lot of work. And people are like, either don't want to do it, which is fine then you find another way to do what you want to do. But you also lose track of like, why am I doing this? This is, right. this, and, and it has to be fun. You have to enjoy it. Making it fun, it has I, to, you have to enjoy it. I did want to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty of the work, the nuts and bolts, because I think people maybe don't quite understand or know. So things like cost, you know, how much does it cost to do a, a well-run show? What kind of equipment do you need? How do you start thinking about an episode series? What recommendations, if for those people who are even just considering it, what should they know before they dive into the world? I think really what you should know is what it's going to be worth to you. Meaning like, what are you wanting to offset? Like, what's standing in your way? That's where it starts, really. Like, what's standing in your way? What do you want to do yourself? And if if it's like, hey, I already have, and what your assets are, I already have a microphone. Great. Maybe you should just get started with that. And you're like, well, I don't want to do, I don't know how to edit. So who can help you with that? Do you know anyone or do you need to pay for it? You know, it's really start making a list of what's going to be really easy for you to do and what's going to be fun for you to do so that you don't pod fade or burn out. And then what do you need to delegate basically? And so that price really changes based on that. I have a friend who asked me this question a couple of weeks ago 
And he's a voiceover actor. So he already has a lot of equipment. He already knows how to edit. He's a great writer. He has a lot of things going for him as is. He's just standing in his own way because he's afraid to get started. So for him, it's just getting started, <laughs> really, and, and figuring out you know how much time he has and does he want to do everything himself. So that price point can, can be anywhere from zero to a couple, maybe like 100 bucks a month, all the way up to thousands of dollars, depending on the type of production you're trying to create. And if you want to work with someone or if you want to be really, really specific and delegate and like work with someone like me, like we do, where I'm I'm here, I'm here in all of the sessions, I'm doing all of the heavy lifting for you and guiding you in your voice and how you want to tell your story and what the formats are. And we're, we're really sticking to a, a schedule and making sure we're I mean it's very it's a program <laughs> basically like we've entered a program together and it, it's like coaching almost in a lot of ways in addition to all of your post-production and your audio design and your musics and like everything that goes into a production so if you want something like that of course the price point goes a little bit goes up from there but if you're like well I already have a lot of those things that I can do on my own. I already have some equipment, you know, price starts to come down a bit. So it's like really figuring out what it is that you need and what type of podcast you're trying to create. I have to say, Christina, I've been using GarageBand to do my editing. <laughs> it's great. It's a free program. It's a free program, but it is so hard. I mean, I will tell you, it is, from my personal experience, it'll take me like six hours to build it. And I'm probably on the longer end. I have to say, you know, moving forward, I've thought about saying like to my buddies, like we should hire Christina to do this for us. Aww. Yeah. And it, do you want to spend six hours every week doing it? That's the questions you have to ask yourself, you know, what's it worth? Right. Yeah. And also, I think you're, to your point, you got to decide if, if it's a value to your business. You know, for, for me, just, you know, very tactically, it's a, it's a marketing expense, right? It's part of my, what I view as a branding and marketing cost that is effective for my business. And, and I do spend time and energy thinking about what do we do with the episodes? How do we capture what I'm trying to do or what we're trying to do here so that it's, uh, it's meaningful to the work I do at large with clients or with, you know, how I present Arroyo West. And so, but I think that's really important. You know, if, if you don't have a clear sense of it and how you want to use it, think very carefully about you know, before you start diving into the expense of it, or even just the expense of your time, your time and effort. Because if you're just kind of do as a lark, you're probably gonna end up disappointed. It just like with everything else, having a good plan always makes sense. You know, the cost as far as equipment goes, at least in my experience, really wasn't that significant. I mean, there definitely was a cost to the uh, a nice microphone, I have a nice headset. And Christina, I don't know if you remember, but I think I was like the last one in the country to actually get mm -hmm. the microphone and the the headphones I needed because uh, at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, everybody was trying to buy this kind of equipment. But beyond that, it's really just my own time and effort and being open to some very direct input and feedback about, you know, things like how I close out an episode, <laughs> you know, how to properly open an episode, my, my speaking cadence. I would be lying if I didn't ask Christina one time to clean up an episode because I kept saying like or um too much which is embarrassing. So yeah, I mean, but you got to go in thinking about the value of, of this kind of work to your business before you launch into it. That's my opinion. I agree. And I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. And that ends up being, you're right, you're going to feel disappointed and you're going to feel 
just like you're not getting what you wanted out of it and it won't feel like a good investment to you. So on that note, like I want to say the front end again, is so important to get clarity on what you're doing. There's options to just do that part. You know, I worked with someone where we, that's, you know, we just got really clear on how she wanted to, you know, her format and her message and why she was doing it and all of that. And it's just, just, maybe that's what you need and then you can do the rest yourself. So maybe it's just the clarity on like how to get set up, how to figure out what you were trying to say. What is the format? What is the message? What is, how does it fit into your business? How to use it as a tool? Like those are all things that I help with as well. And you know, there's other people that do that too, where they can coach you through just the beginning part to get your foundation set so that when you're ready for a bigger investment, you can do that with a very clear sensibility. You know, one of the things that I think is uh, an important takeaway of of this podcast, Jesse, is it's both about the opportunity to engage folks in our tribe, but even just doing some of the marketing and through our own social media networks, people who may not actually join us, but they know that, you know, oh, Sid's on to something. He's doing something. He's trying to be supportive and creative. I think that alone has a lot of value to me and my business. I totally agree. I think as a way to connect with people. And also, I mean, one thing I've really enjoyed about our show is that we give folks that we know are doing important, critical work an opportunity to be spotlighted and to help them connect with their audiences in a way that maybe they haven't thought about or done before. And I think that's really important because we know a lot of folks that are doing really good work that deserve to be shown. And so even just playing a small part in, in doing that with them and, and for them really makes me feel like we're doing a service to to the greater tribe. I think that's great. I also want to say just on the point of guests is that how you engage with guests can be a huge tool for your business as well. It can be like what you just described, shining light on other businesses that just need it, you know, just doing a service. It can be learning something from someone who you couldn't get in the room with before. And by giving them a platform to speak on, suddenly you get to have that connection and partnership and also maybe learn something that you've been hoping to learn for a while. So the guests can be used in a really fun way too, specifically to help your yourself as a business owner and in turn help the listener with whatever those things are as well. So that's, you can, it's just, if you're thoughtful about each part of the creation, you can really get a lot of value out of it as the podcaster yourself as the business owner yourself, in addition to providing lots of value, the same value really for those who tune in. Absolutely. Christina, one thing we always like to do, as you know, with our guests is give them an opportunity to talk about how listeners can connect with them directly, how they can access their services. So how can people connect with you and and with your company? Thank you. I appreciate that. So I have a company called Avant House Media, which is a difficult thing (laughs) to say or start to spell. So the easier website is A-H-M, A as in Apple, H as in happy, M as in mom, create.com. So A-H-M, create.com. You know, you can learn more about me. You can also contact me directly through that. Of course, my email address is also Barcy at avanthousemedia.com, which again is a little more difficult to spell. And on Instagram, I'm on Instagram quite a bit. So you can follow me there at the Barcy. And last name is B as in boy, A R S I at the Barcy. 
And I'm happy to have conversations with you if you just have questions about podcasting in general. I get a lot of just general questions because we're all still learning about the space and how it works and how it might apply to you. And I also want to point out that for any any black creator out there who wants to jump on the mic or try something new in this space, I'm offering free consulting. So if you want to contact me in that way as well, I'm available for that and I will guide you and help you for free. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Well, I, I appreciate your time. I know Sid appreciates your time and it's so great to work with you. So just thank you for all the support and all the uh, the coaching over the past few months. Well, it's been such a pleasure. I truly mean this when I say I look forward to all of our sessions and conversations and I learn something every time as well. So I appreciate the exchange. So in summary, the overall theme here is to understand that the conversion power in podcasting becomes huge because human beings want to feel understood, they want to feel guided, and want to relate and or connect with you as a podcaster while also being entertained. So all of this needs to happen from all angles in a consistent way. Podcasting offers an opportunity for storytelling, which equals authenticity, relatability, along with engagement, and solutions. And you can use this as a tool for your business in however way best fits you and your listener. So know what your niche is. That's very important. Know who you're talking to, know why you're saying what you're saying, and know how it fits into your business plan, not only as a tool, but in your budget as well. And remember, when you're creating something new, it's definitely a process and putting together the foundational items to make it feel intentional in order to execute and achieve the goals and expectations you have for your investment. If you are a California business owner seeking out resources and support, please visit our website, covid19biztools.com, which provides a comprehensive listing of grants, programs, and services for COVID-19 impacted businesses. You can also visit covid19biztools.com to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover. Just reach out to us on the contact page on the website. Have a great day, and we'll catch you next time on Hack My Business.